Fuck yeah, jerking off and eating chips Hell sounds yeah. fucking fun. Is this episode six or seven? Uh, this is number... Wait, no, double... This is 007. 007! <laughs> <laughs> episode 007! Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Everybody's probably doing better than me. Actually, I'm gonna be doing. No, all right. you're doing great. I'm gonna be doing just fine, dude. You're 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 you've got to work a little extra hard for an upgrade. For an upgrade. So so let's first off, let's talk about what's going on in Tony's world right now. Nobody gives a shit about Tony's world, man. Get out of here. No, I think it's important because I think it's important for like, okay, so at least something of the 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 I would say the majority of the people who are listening to our podcast are like. Probably musicians or, or independent artists or, or creators of some sort, right? Like it's it's, it's probably a lot of who seem likely. It's probably a lot of dudes and gals our age who are who are trying to make a life and do something that they're passionate about, right? Yeah. So I think it's important to hear perspectives on on what it's like for people trying to balance that and reconcile that. And I think that both of the things that you and I came to talk about on the on the podcast today are both relevant to the people that are listening. Hmm. So what what is going on? What's going on with you right now? I'm getting ready to say those famous words that everybody wishes they could say at their job. <laughs> Take this job and shove it. <laughs> I'm working here no more. Okay. Now, now, why? Why is that going down? Uh, there's a few different reasons, but the last straw that broke the camel's back for me was uh, I. Uh, they they have these request forms for when you take your days off mm-hmm. you have to fill them out and they have to be approved by your foreman and then they have to be approved by the project manager or supervisor above him right and once that is cleared comes back to you and says go ahead and go well they told me i couldn't go <laughs> so <laughs> they, they, they said this and by the way this is you know this is for our show uh for logan's uh bachelor party right 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 so <laughs> yeah it's like two fucking months away and they're like nope Request denied. What were you saying? What were you calling it the other day when we were talking about it? Yeah, it's like you it's know, not it's, a request. Yeah, it, it says request form, but it's more of a heads up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like this is the thing I'm doing. Yeah, they're like they're like you can't go, and it's like oh shit. Well, you might have to fire me. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah. If that ain't gonna work, I guess I ain't gonna work here anymore. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I'm, I'm going in for a meeting tomorrow. A meeting. Mm. Right? And, uh, I don't know, I'm going to tell them my gripes about what's going on. And, uh, and that's, that's the main one for me, really, you know. I, I could put up with a lot of bullshit, for yeah. sure. I don't like, you don't mind digging ditches. Well, you don't like it. I don't but, like it, but, but especially think, when you have to dig it fucking the same hole five or six times. God right. Damn. I mean, you, but you're willing to dig ditches. You're willing to Fuck work up. out in the cold I'm a as whore. long as. I'm a whore, you know, I'll fucking work anything anywhere. As long as. It's conducive to what you really want to do, right? Family's number one, music's number two. That's right. Everything else comes after. That's right. Family's number one, music's number two. That's right. Yeah. So I'm going to go in there for a meeting, and uh, but since I've had it in my head, and like I found this out Friday, you know? Mm-hmm. And so since I've had it in my head, I've already just started exploring my other options. Right. And they're way fucking better, you know? Yeah, there's always... There's <laughs> all- <laughs> like, I've, I've, you know, I found shit that paid more, and fucking had time off that was paid for, and... Right. And and more in the the field of like electric work than I want to do, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. So like it, it went from being a meeting about this to I think I'm just going to go in and quit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. 
Because re- I mean, it really gets under my skin that they're just like, no, you can't do that. Well, and I mean, it's you're doing what is in the best interest of you and them. You know, it's like, hey, I don't want to hold... It's, it's like ending a relationship where you're holding someone back. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I don't want to hold you guys back from having the ideal candidate in this position. Yeah, they'll find it, another one tomorrow. Yeah, you'll, you'll love again. You'll love another employee The crazy again. thing is, is uh, in Denver, and I've heard this a bunch of times at work, is that Colo- or Colorado, it's Colorado, is 30,000 tradesmen short for what I'm doing. Right. They need fucking people all over the place. So, I mean, I heard that, and I was like, oh, cool, I'm, I'll definitely find a job no matter what, you know? Mm-hmm. And then now, since Friday, I, I looked up some stuff, and I was like, fuck, everybody wants to hire everybody, you know? Like, right. No experience necessary. Come on in. We'll fucking give you all the tools. Yeah. Like, Holy shit, man. See, and, and this this is an example of, like, what we've talked about in, in you want some of this? the past. Yeah, I'll have a little bit. The, the What it means to turn pro. What it means to turn pro? And part of what it means to turn pro is the realization, the acknowledgement that all gigs are temporary gigs. And that... Well, I do need it to happen. You know, I need to have fucking something solid for family because that's number one. You need wood for the fire, man. I need wood for the fire. You need wood for the fire. You got you to gotta chop wood and Maybe carry water. this would water. be a good time to tell our people about Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, make sure you uh, rate, review, share, uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. Don't and uh, rape or review. Uh, rate, oh, review. Rate, <laughs> rate, review. Okay. And make sure you go to patreon.com slash mfruckus to help us make cool shit. Uh, Tony, I really do appreciate and admire your commitment, man. But also, aside from the all gigs being temporary gigs thing, is this idea of what what makes the difference between a hobby and and an entrepreneurial endeavor is basing your time around what you really want to do or finding time to do what you really want to do. If it's a hobby, you're trying to fit in the thing that you like to do into the slots where you can. If, yeah. if, you're an entre- if you have an entrepreneurial mindset when it comes to, to making music, to playing in a band, then it's about making your time to do that and then sculpting everything else around that one thing you want to do. You know, you, yeah. you have done that in, on one extreme where you, are, you have this skilled trade of being an electrician and and you can seek out jobs that are going to conform to what you want to do, right? And then on the other side of it, I'm bartending. I only work three nights a week so that Lucky. I have the time. Well, well, you're the hardest working guy in the band. Well, and I also don't, I, I make pretty much just about enough to survive. You know what I mean? I make enough to, to pay my bills. I keep my overhead pretty low. That, and that's that's what it's like when you're a musician, though. I, f- I feel like that's how it was for me for the longest time. Right up until I got married, it was like, fuck, I got to get some shit in a row, you know? Right, but right. But every time before that, it was like, I'd make enough money to get by and be like, oh, I don't need to work anymore. And I, I try to find more jobs, I guess, but like, it was always just like trying to meet that nut and be like, oh, game over. Now I can focus on this. Right, right, right. You right. know, it wasn't like trying to climb a ladder to fucking better bigger and better stuff no it's just wood for the fire man that's what i'm doing now and fucking that ladder is tough oh, it's a it's a bitch dude hey Fuck that ladder. let's just make our own ladder i wanted i wanted to share something speaking of ladders speaking of of hierarchies speaking of of climbing and 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 rating of progress i did something very very stupid the other day um i checked comparative data 
okay? For what? For for a lot of things. So if you go on your uh, the the Facebook pages manager side of Facebook, right? Or if you download the, uh, if you go on the Spotify artists uh, management side of it, right? You can actually obtain data on your band, which is very helpful. It's great to see, oh, it's nice to see that there's been a spike after this tour or, or our numbers have been increasing over time. And, oh man, it looks really good. We're really making progress. But then they have this, this function that is, I'm pretty sure just designed to crush your soul which is you can actually compare yourself to other bands on those networks and it will rate you in a hierarchy or it'll show you a graph of how that person, that other band is doing compared to you. Yeah. And I compared us to some of the bands in our category and like I compared us to like the carburetors that we went on tour with, right? And those guys in their part of the world are fucking like rock legends like they play giant festivals with huge pyrotechnic displays yeah, and do. stuff like that it's and like I'm looking at their numbers compared to ours and, and it's just like we don't even we barely even ripple like it's just almost like a flat line going across <laughs> and then there's just like just these like leaps and bounds of progress right we call it Betty see how we did it well, well exactly right well but then I, I did it with a bunch of bands and I did it for a long time and I started to, to get kind of really down on myself and it's just about that time I went and I uh, grabbed my phone because I, I try to while I'm working I'll keep my phone in another room so I'm not tempted to play with it right and I go into the room to pick up my phone and there's a text from your brother and it's just a quote so hey happy birthday Damien shout out to Damien hey. Wilburn from the Blind Staggers fucking Tony's brother Damien Christian excellent guy go see him play go see the Blind Staggers hey, play bro. Uh, so hey bro hey bro he sent me this quote he says the best ingredients for making something new brand music clothing company whatever the best ingredients are narcissism and crippling insecurity and that's from this guy named Jason God. Dill <laughs> sounds like Damien like crazy oh yeah so so happy birthday bro so I just I've, I've been thinking about this a lot and and he and I got into this discussion and and while we're getting in the discussion I'm, I'm kind of talking myself off the cliff while I'm talking to him right and the the basically the conclusion that we both kind of settled on was this idea of like not comparing yourself to others only comparing yourself to earlier versions of yourself essentially like only basing your progress based on your own progress right and so then i went down today to go uh talk to Corey healy from mutiny information cafe he's a local comic here and uh we we're talking about getting this podcast on uh mutiny transmissions which uh which we'll talk about in the news section and uh he and I are going on about it and we start talking about Robin Williams and we start talking about Chris Cornell and we start talking about uh, uh, Chester Bennington. And it got me wondering how much entertainers, people in general having access to the wealth of information that we have access to, how much that affects our psyche and how much that like drives people to choosing to end their life or go down a path of self-destruction, right? I like and it made me wonder. So I wanted to ask you on a scale from uh it's the greatest invention of all time and it's going to lead us into the future to it's going to completely 
lead to the annihilation of the human race, where would you rate the wealth of information that we as human beings have access to? No idea. You have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> Fuck. How how useful has it been? To, like how useful it is is it to you to have access to that information? Does that does that affect your mood at all? Like does do you think about that? Nope. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, so it's, what do you focus I, on? I use the thing. It's like you know you you want to know a question. You put the question into the little Google, and it's and, that, and that's what you get. You, know? <laughs> you you can go down a rabbit hole of uh, Facebook videos, and it's just random bullshit. You know, it's, it's yeah. Facebook TV. No. I don't know. I could, you can go learn a, a cover song right off of it. There's probably some but, 13 but you don't think, playing it. You don't think too much about the breadth of the implications. No. Like, no. No. Well, I was thinking that it was... It was I wonder... I wonder how, how much it really helps us to have access to that kind of information. If it, I mean, I suppose it will... Using that information will drive me to to do better but it was certainly painful to look at and it was certainly uh disheartening to look at it's best to just compare you to yourself that's right past versions of yourself yeah if you're going up that's good if you're going down work on it so that's all there is to it yeah yeah that's it and then you can play zelda on your phone too what would tony do that's what we need we all need little bracelets that just that just said that just say be like tony lee and it rhymes. Fun. It's catchy, and it and it's just a reminder to not worry about it so much. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. Watch well, hard and dig it. You know. Yeah. It's a river. You just flow with it. I I I I guess I dove a little too far into it. Thanks thanks for reaching a cane into the pool and <laughs> and pulling me out, old pal. <laughs> Where All did right. I get a cane from? Uh oh, because. Every whimsical figure that like has really sound advice, I always imagine just like walking down a path with like a with a, a, a bamboo cane and like a hat that he like doffs at people walking by him on the. You know what I mean? Like sure, just, yeah, so, right. hey son, don't worry so much, you know. <laughs> and then little little tap dance and yeah. little song. Let's get into some news, shall we? All right. All right, here's the news, uh, all the news that's fit to tell at the moment. Uh, for those of you in the Colorado mountain range over there, uh, just outside of Summit County in the, in the hills, White Fudge is going to be up in Frisco this Friday night at the Barkley Ballroom in Frisco. For those of you who don't know, White Fudge is a, uh, is a project which uh, a bunch of the motherfucking ruckus guys have been involved in for quite some time. It's basically, uh, what would you call white fudge? White boy cartoon rap? It's hip-hop for people who don't like hip-hop. It is hip-hop for people who don't like hip-hop. That's, uh, that's what Jerry's been saying for years, you know? <laughs> it's it's hip-hop for dudes who listen to KBPI. You know what I mean? It's hip-hop yeah. for dudes with tribal tattoos and wraparound sunglasses and, and, and truck nuts. <laughs> Um, yeah, White Fudge is uh, is going to be up in Frisco this Friday at the Barclay Ballroom. Make sure you're there for that. Uh, also, Saturday night, in fact, we're going to be leaving straight from the White Fudge show in the mountains to the airport to fly out and uh, do a pretty a pretty rocking good show out in uh, out in Chicago. Saturday night, you poor bastards got to drive down the mountain in the middle of the night, catch a flight, then catch a flight. 
They go well. At least I guess we can sleep during the day. We can nap during the day. You sleep on the plane. You sleep when you get there. Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, but we're going to drive be, down the mountain in the middle of the night. That's going to suck with half the band loaded. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to suck. So uh, yeah, Saturday, March third, we are going to be at the Livewire Lounge in Chicago. That is a free show. It's going to be us with uh, Redline Messiah. Fuck yeah! And uh, who who are the burlesque dancers? Uh, Lily Rascal and and then there's and then there's one other one I can't remember. Uh, look up the event on Facebook for more info on that. This is being put on by Turbo Yugen Chicago, which should be an awful lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then uh, what else? Oh, and while we're out there. Uh, we are going to be recording a whole bunch of shit for a very special edition of the podcast that we'll post next week. Um, we have are going to we're gonna we're gonna just basically record what goes on in the crazy twenty four to forty eight hours that goes on in, in one flyout gig to Chicago. It's gonna be pretty wacky. Uh, hopefully, it will turn into a show. I don't know how it's gonna turn out. It might be incoherent nonsense. Uh, all condensed into a one-hour period, but we're hoping it's good. It will be good. Uh, gotta have that attitude. That's gonna be fun. Uh, oh, today, uh, this is news. I went down to Mutiny Information Cafe today. By the way, shout out to our most recent sponsor, Mutiny Information Cafe uh, at uh, Sweet. Yeah, at Broadway and Ellsworth um, down in the Baker neighborhood. Badass. Comic book, record, coffee shop with pinball machines and live events. And uh, we uh, had a conversation today with uh, Corey Healy, who is a local comic here in town, here in Denver, and uh, who also handles um, a large part of their podcast that they host on Mutiny Transmissions. And uh, we're going to be... We're going to be one of their new shows on Mutiny Transmissions. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. We're going to get we're going to get access to some better equipment to make our stuff with. Um, and we get to play pinball. And we get to play pinball. And uh, and we get to do some live events at Mutiny and some other things. So we get we got a bunch of stuff planned. Corey and I were knocking some ideas around. So look for that uh, on Mutiny Information Cafe's website, which I believe is mutinyinformationcafe.com. I could be wrong. I'm just saying it off the top of my head. I didn't even look that up before I said anything. So yeah. um, before the That's end of the funny. podcast, we'll make sure to throw that in. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the news for right now there. All right, man. Hey, y'all. Just wanted to give a shout-out to some of our sponsors. Uh, first of all, Matula Plumbing in Chicago, Illinois. Matula! Matula! For all your plumbing needs in Chicago, Illinois, that's Matula Plumbing, M-A-T-U-L-A, Plumbing. Matula Plumbing in Chicago. Uh, Evergroove Studio up in Evergreen, Colorado, the coolest studio on the planet Earth. Get in touch with them. Uh, if you're in a band and you're looking to make some cool shit, go to Evergroove Studio. They're badass. Uh, it's up in the mountains of Evergreen, Colorado. Gorgeous the blind, environment. The Blind Staggers are planning to go out there and record, too. Oh, are you guys really? Oh, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rad. Evergroove is rad. Get out of the city. We're going to go up there for three days and just, like chill up there and make music. That's perfect, yeah. dude. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. We're going to be heading over there here in a little bit to have a little band practice. Fully, uh, fully equipped uh, band rehearsal studios over on in the heart of... Would you call that Lodo? North Lodo? Rhino. It's Rhino. That's what they call it. River North. Right in the heart of Rhino next to the Larimer Lounge. Uh, very cool place. 
go to Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios if you're in a band or or you just want to go make noise in a room. Uh, good prices. Yes, awesome. And finally, to our patrons on patreon.com slash mfruckus. Uh, throw a few bucks to us once in a while and you uh, get access to all sorts of cool shit. Uh, patrons who sign up on our page get access to all sorts of cool shit, exclusive content, VIP passes, discounts on merch, pizza and beer parties, all sorts of cool shit in exchange for a small recurrent contribution. Every time we put out an episode of our uh, serialized concept album and graphic novel, The Front Lines of Good Times, which so far we have put out one episode. So if you pledged $5, you have spent in the last year $5. <laughs> At the rate we're putting these out, you'll be paying $5 a decade. Um, <laughs> actually, I saw Josh Finley in traffic today with with, uh, with Mar. They were going to get equipment. And he looked at me while he was at the... And, like, they were at a traffic light. So I just went by and hugged him and slapped hands and stuff. And Josh turned around and he goes, Hey, let's talk this week about the... And before I could let him finish the sentence, I just started grinding my pelvis at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he just went, Oh, Jesus, and turned his head and drove off. <laughs> So you guys have a meeting schedule. Yeah, so we have a meeting <laughs> schedule. Shout out to Josh Finley and Mar Williams. Uh, and Cabal Gallery. Yeah. Shout out to Cabal Gallery. This um, is cool. Yeah, that concludes our little shout out section for now. <gasps> All right. I, I want to give a shout out to Texas Toast Guitars. Yeah. Um, I was at Three Kings this weekend, and uh, the Born Readies were having a CD release show. Oh, you went to that show? Yeah. How was it? Really cool. By the way, shout out to the Born Readies, badass fucking rock and roll band here in Denver. Awesome, yeah. awesome band. They just they just put out an EP. Man, they're a kick-ass rock and roll band. It's like a like seventies New York Dolls kind of style. Maybe like reminded me of Alice Cooper a little bit, you know? Yeah, I actually heard them cover um, Southern Girls by Cheap Trick, and they yeah. fucking rocked it, dude. It was Man, so good. It was a really good show. But uh, downstairs. Uh, Texas Toast was like uh, having a showcase of their guitars mm -hmm. and man they make some really cool guitars you know um, so I was talking to Matt about it and uh, we're going to be in discussion of making me a guitar what yeah. oh the Tony Lee signature series coming soon uh, yeah, man. I hope so yeah hopefully so shout out to uh, Matt Flaherty and uh, Texas Toast guitars absolutely right on So we're going to do, uh, for the commentary section this week, we're going to do a new section called uh, Revisit by Request, where we're going to take a song that we did on a previous episode and uh, that has been requested that we dive back into now that we have Tony on the show and uh, we can get a little bit of a different point of view. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, this all kind of started out as just a commentary series that I was doing on SoundCloud once a week just to give a little more insight into um, some of the songs. And by the time we started doing the podcast, we were already on to the Dirty Half Dozen album. So for the most part, all the stuff from Thieves of Thunder is going to be on that series, which you can find if you go to, uh, if you look up <coughs> MF Ruckus on SoundCloud or soundcloud.com slash mfruckus-1, I think. Anyway, we barely used our SoundCloud account, which is why we started doing this podcast. So uh, we had a request from uh, Christoph Bren uh, over in Germany. He wanted to hear about Hall of Champions. So Christoph, this is for you. Tony, uh, you were the one who originally started 
doing Hall of Champions? Like, Hall of Champions came from a riff that you came up with during practice. What was that all about? I don't remember. You don't remember? Nope. Oh. Well, let me enlighten I, you. I remember. I, I think I know I came up with it. I'm pretty sure. Perker's got the main solo in it, though, That's, that's and it's a really good one. It um, was... So here's here's what happened as far as I remember. playing right behind it. So we... Um, you, we had, you had a big old story to go with it, though. It was like just a stupid, simple riff that... Uh, I don't know. I, I like it. It's a good rock and tune, whatever. But uh, then you came in with this epic story, and you're like, "I have this thing to say." And I was well, like, okay, go for it, man. So here's <laughs> here's 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 where it came from. Is during that time, um, so musically, that was when we were working on the uh, the Iron Maiden Monsters of Mock. So every year we used to do this show at Three Kings called Monsters of Mock, where a bunch of local bands would get together and each band would do an entire set as a band. And we we did it several years in a row. We did we did Dio, we did Thin Lizzy, we did Leonard Skinner, we did uh, Parker, uh, the Out of Controllers did. Uh, uh, Van Hay- they did Green Day, the whole Dookie album, and they did Not Hot yeah. for Hagar, right. their tribute to Van Halen. Um, <laughs> uh, some of the guys from Il Cattivo and the Railbenders got together. They did The Cult one year. Like It was a really fun thing. One year we did Iron Maiden. So we were learning a lot of Iron Maiden songs, and I think we were just fucking around at practice. And you were like, "You were like, man, I can write an Iron Maiden that's song." A that's a different song, but that is that is totally. It true. was around the same time, though. So that, the song you're thinking of is Satanatron. Oh, so Satanatron. Me, me and Logan, was... like, we were practiced up on our Maiden stuff. And me and Logan, were like, pretty sure we can write an Iron Maiden tune if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so that's we came up with the music for Satanatron. Because of that period, so it was it was at the very For least sure. influenced by that time period because these songs were written around the same time. Th- this song, I don't, I don't think so, but maybe well, your your perspective. I, I think right. I think around that time was when it was going on. Okay, you go go now, back and listen to Satanatron though. I mean, that is yeah, no, totally, totally, it just ripping off Iron Maiden. I knew it was one of like the two formula, you know. But they were both written close to the same time. Like we yeah. wrote them when we were living at the house over on Bel Air, and and we were jamming in the basement a lot. Then lyrically. So this actually sat in the, the demo pile for probably a year and a half. And then when we started recording with Steve Goldberg when we were doing the Thieves of Thunder sessions in his basement, we brought this song out because basically Thieves of Thunder was when we were recording all the backlogged material that we had, right? So we took all that stuff and we started recording it. And I wrote the lyrics for this song um, around the time that I was starting to quit drinking. And this song is actually a metaphor for coming to terms with and uh, honoring but releasing an aspect of your personality which served you at one point but no longer served you. No longer serves you now, right? So basically, at that point, I was in this, in this place where it was like, basically, the hard partying, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Aaron, that served me, at least I thought it served me, when I was a kid, because it helped me socialize, and it got me into, you know, it, it made, you know, friends. You make friends when you go party and stuff, so it had this, like, social value to it. And then I got older and it started actually affecting my health and, and doing damage and, and harming me. So it was time to change it in, in uh, pursuit of bettering myself, right? So Hall of Champions basically is, is this, 
the guy that gets his throat cut, the guy who gets killed is like the aspect of personality that once served you, but now no longer serves you. And so for the better, for the, for the good of the kingdom, you need to kill that person mm-hmm. so that uh, the, the right person for the job can fill in. That's what that song's about. God damn, you're deep. <laughs> deep. Full, let's, let's listen to full it. of shit is what you mean. All right, so let's listen to the song. All right. So I like that it just starts out with the riff just right out the gate. See, dude, this had to have been when we were doing the Maiden stuff, because it's all that, like, that cheesy two-cart guitar harmony shit that we started doing. That's just what happens when you have two guys who play the guitar. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, like, the, the king dude, the, like, protagonist of the story, he's in he's in his great hall, and he's looking out the window, like, like I just imagine him, like, swirling this goblet of wine, just, just thinking back on what built the kingdom, you know what I mean? Just like staring out the window, looking at his kingdom and shit. And I just, I just imagined this like, I imagined this place where like, did you ever used to play that video game? I think it was on a PlayStation called Medieval. And you were like the, you were the dead knight guy with like the skull head. Anyway, there was, you would go get, as you would advance through the game, you would go to this hall where all these statues of like great heroes from the past were, and they would give you like different weapons and stuff like that. Cool. So I had this idea in my head of like the hall of champions, you know, the hall of warriors and stuff that are there to guide you. So now he's remembering back to like the actual fight. Him and his buddy were just like standing back to back, just cutting motherfuckers in half on the battlefield and shit. We spilled their blood in rivers. I love those guitar tones, man. Oh man, when Parker was in doing the um, the backup vocals, like that high stuff, that falsetto, he was miserable, dude. Oh, he's all set. Uh, well, he's all set. Dude, it was just really high for him, and we just made him do it over and over and over again. <laughs> he fucking hated it. There he is there. There's Parky Clark on the git fiddle. And him and Logan do this thing right here. Oh, yeah. There's Logan doing that run in the back. Yeah, it's bitching. It's a great song. Ida Logani made a good video for this one too. He just took a bunch of footage from our show at the Fillmore and chopped it up and uh, made it into the official music video for this song. It's cool. It's on our YouTube YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. Check it out. That middle part, of course, is where you guys do the like the the Kiss Iron Maiden guitar lift stuff. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Why be in a rock and roll band if you're not going to just throw your guitar around in synchronization with everybody else? Yeah. So this part of the song, this is like, like it comes time to like when this new 
kingdom is formed, essentially, the Council of the Elders goes, okay, one of you guys, you know, our bravest warriors is going to be the new king or magistrate of this, like, area, right? And the Council of the Elders chooses the other guy. They choose the fucking, the fierce, you know, murderous, bloodthirsty warrior dude, right? But he's not the best to rule a kingdom. You know, he's not the best choice. And so our protagonist, and probably through some sort of, you know, definitely there's some ego going there of like in some power struggle, you know, power hunger or whatever. But really, he in his mind is going, no, this this dude is not the right person to, to rule the land. And it is for the good of the land that I murder this person. It's like, uh, it's like that Tenacious D uh, Two Kings song. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, Christoph, that one was for you, man. That's another uh, revisit by request. Those are great lyrics. Now that you now that you explained them. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I I was particularly proud of that song when we wrote it. Uh, that was uh, Henrik's favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Henrik, our uh, our to call him a stage manager is an understatement. Um, the the do everything dude that was with us on the Nitro Gods. Um, Nitro Gods kicking Valentina to her. Yeah, he was fucking rad. Yeah, he was awesome. He is awesome. He's a great dude. Uh, yeah, he was a big fan of that song as well. So yeah, Kristoff, that one's for you. Uh, Hall of Champions off go. the Thieves of Thunder album. If you uh, if you guys have any requests for songs that we revisit or uh, stuff that you're not sure if we're going to get to, definitely get in contact with us uh, uh, via the we- our website, mfruckus.com. It is time, it is time, it is time for the one for the homies segment of the program. What did you pick this week, Tony? It's your pick. Uh, I'm picking the Born Readies. I saw them last Saturday at Three Kings and they fucking ruled. Awesome. This is. Uh, I, showed the, I showed you the song. What song? Yeah, it's a, it's a Wild Side. This is, this is off uh, the It's Only Rock and Roll Um I think it's only... No, no, no. It's not. It's only rock and roll. That's the Rolling Stones. It's just rock and roll. It's just rock and roll. It's just rock and roll, man. Okay, this is uh, off the new... Very cool band, though. Born Ready's album. It's a little tune called Wild Side. Check them out on Bandcamp. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out wherever you check them out. Just check them out. The Born Ready's fucking ripping here on the motherfucking podcast.
I guess I guess it's time to go to band practice. It is definitely time to go to band practice. Let me see. Yep. Yeah. Late it's again. time to go to band practice. Late well, again. Hey, late, th- for, late for the bar. <laughs> th- thanks for joining us on episode seven of the motherfucking podcast. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend, tell a friend, let them know how much this this podcast touches you, how much it impacts your day to day life, how much it it really makes things better, and. Uh, make sure to uh, check us out on the Twitters and the Facebooks, the Instagrams, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Or you can skip the whole social media thing and uh, just go directly to our website, mfruckus.com. Of course, remember to check out our project, our serialized concept album and graphic novel on patreon.com slash mfruckus. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think it. That's it. Uh, next time... We'll uh, we'll see you guys from Chicago IL. Yeah, yeah, Chicago I double L because it's fucking ill as fuck out there. Who's who's doing the podcast? Because I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> You're gonna be in Chicago. Yeah, but only at night for the show. Oh, well, I'm gonna record it while we're there. Oh, yeah, just the basement. See, we don't, see Tony. We don't live in people's cell phones. We don't do these things live. We record these ahead of time, and then people listen to them. We do. Yeah. Huh. Oh, by the no way, wonder no one's called in, dude. Dude, I saw this. Uh, I saw this thing on TV. It was an infomercial for a new toy. That's like it's called like the Amazing Bible or something like that, or the Wonder Bible. The Wonder Bible is wonder what it's called, Bible. and it's an electronic device that uh, it looks like a little fucking like clock radio, and it's got uh, it's got the entire Bible in audiobook form. So instead of developing an app or like making the Bible into an audiobook, they made their own device. Like it's it's basically the iPod for like the people who think that iPods are are the devil's plaything are like what So it's is it an Amish audiobook? No, it's just like really really it's it's technology that like it looks like it should have come out at the same time as the speak and spell. Anyway, uh, all right, let's go to hey, we'll talk about, Let's go to talk about this in the car. <laughs> yeah, you know. Talk about it in the car. Hey, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, yeah, you coming?